Otherwise, it's time for us to get into what's making news this morning. Like mentioned earlier, as the university academics year get into full swing, many have found themselves unable to get, uh, you know, space for uh, multiple reasons and many left with a massive lack of finances, meaning, of course, many are unable to further their studies. Maybe this is you listening right now. And uh, Lindy, remind me that there was a young boy by the name of Kia who has been tweeting the show uh, with regards to assistance with his schooling and academics. And it's it's someone like him that we are speaking to and many mm. uh, Kia needing assistance with about 68,000 rand to be able to pay his school debt. Absolutely. And it's so sad because we're in a time where students are, and understandably so, more concerned about getting through their mm. studies. So being able to um, afford your qualification, being able to afford the accommodation, being mm. able to not starve to death mm. while you're studying as well, um, when actually it should be a time where you're studying and perhaps even looking into doing learnerships and internships mm. um, during your studies as well. But unfortunately, because of the time that we're in, the costs of just getting through your studies mm. are way more important right now. Couldn't have said that any better, Lindy. So with that being said, yes, when it comes to having access to opportunities, and these are opportunities that we pray for every single night, whether it's receiving training immediately in a work environment through multiple work-based learning programs, like Lindy mentioned, learnerships, internships, youth empowerment programs, and sector education and training authorities, which encourage skill development in specific economic sectors like agriculture. We mentioned this banking, construction, and other fields. So what do the different types of programs entail and how can young people just take advantage of them? We are joined right now by HR specialist Boniwe Dunster. Good morning, Boniwe. How are you? Uh, good morning, Kujo. I'm here. Let's not get everyone in I'm good. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. What are the main, you know, sort of skills programs out there and how do they work? So you predominantly have learnerships, which you have just uh, made mention of, um, and also some youth empowerment programs. And these are a great way of giving skills, you know, to individuals that particularly do not have, you know, experience and that did not have an opportunity probably to pursue their studies through um, university. And these actually include uh, skills and such as, like, you know, in administration, call center, hospitality, retail mm-hmm. management, uh, you know, some in technical and mechanical skills. These are skills that one can actually learn from a host company or from an actual work environment, and then they can be able to go out there with a skill or with some sort of a certification that has credits to it. You know, you'd find that sometimes with the NTF, they would actually have 120 credits or depending, and then you can actually use them to go apply for jobs or in certain instances, get even self-employed. For example, if you do one in beauty and nail tech, it's something that you can do, you know, at home as well and have some kind of stable income. We have seen people, especially in malls and our townships, that are actually fixing, you know, um, electrical devices uh, or even like kettles and TVs. And these are predominantly skills that are obtained through these uh, programs or these learnerships. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes you'd find that other companies don't necessarily, you know, offer these, but there are training providers, and training providers then go and source host companies mm. where a person can be placed 
to actually get practical experience and theory simultaneously. Mm. Anyway, it's Lindy. I mean, one of the conversations we're having this morning is the craziest things that you've been asked to do during your internship or your learnership, right? How best then can we as young people make use of these opportunities um, and really maximize on them so that at the end of my learnership and by the time I get my certificate, the only thing um, I didn't, well, getting coffee is not the only thing that I did during my time there. Mm. Sure. I think what is important is, you know, commitment and participation during uh, this particular period that you are in. Oftentimes we have seen people falling off a learnership program because they either get, you know, bored or get their first stipend, you know, and then the commitment falls off. Mm. So you need to make sure that you commit to the program so that it is beneficial for you. And by that, it actually places you at a better position of being absorbed from the host company because should they be openings, their first point of call or pool that they will go to, it's the one that they know that they have trained, mm. they have spent a year with, and they actually you know, are affiliated with the company culture and, and so forth. But the most important thing for me, just making sure that when you're going through these programs, you know, you maintain good relations, either with the program managers or the mentor or the line managers at your host companies, mm-hmm. right? Because by maintaining these relations, People tend to keep you on top of mind should opportunities come. Or during that period, you get exposed to more than what the program is limited limited to. So Mm. it's about being curious, you know, don't limit yourself. So if Mm. you see there's an opportunity to learn, if you see there's an opportunity to take more, you need to to maximize that because that is what's going to be the differentiator between you and the rest of the team members Mm. or the group members that are in that same program. But anyway, this is Owen speaking. I wanted to find out from you the scale of on-the-job skills uh, training programs in the country. I mean, we know there's a lot of people out there and youngsters looking for work. The youth, uh, you know, desperately looking for work. And not everybody can go out there and study. So what do you think in terms of numbers? And I I know I'm probably, you know, it's a a number that you don't have at hand. But more or less, what scale do you think in terms of of those numbers and and percentages do we think uh, go to on-the-job skills training programs and actually follow through to get permanent employment? Sure. You know, I think on a scale of like um, 1 to 10, I'd say roughly around about, around about 7. And I have seen like a lot of uh, organizations actually having to absorb, uh, you know, these people because on the job training becomes very critical, especially with, when it comes to experience. There's no better ground than having to learn on the job. I've seen a number of financial services institutions that would actually take people on an NQF level four or NQF level five mm. with wealth management, uh, which is obviously a year as well. And at the end of that tenure, you'd find that those people will then be converted to financial advisors or mm. financial planners, right? Based on that. And if you are looking to pursue a career in financial services, that NTF level four or five in wealth management, it, it becomes very critical. You would be surprised that even if you have a degree in what one of the, you know, financial or, or, or commerce uh, degrees, mm. there will be a requirement for you, you know, as a wealth manager to actually have an NTF level five, uh, you know, wealth management because it's critical in that particular skill and it can even set you up for life. 
So, yeah, the uptake is actually quite, it's actually quite high, and the absorption of actually training people on the job in that space. Mm. But anyway, Dancer joining us, HR specialist, touching base on what do we do when we look at the different types of programs and how can young people take advantage of them being the learnerships, internships, etc. And I think, Bunimwe, this is a great time to be able to ask you if there's any platforms that you can advise any young person listening to the show right now that they can have a look at, whether it's a website, whether it's maybe tweets that somebody constantly posts in uh, opportunities for internships and learnerships around the country? Yeah, I think you can, some, some organizations, they will actually have that on their on their website. But if you can just Google, uh, you know, if you can just go and Google skills programs, right, mm-hmm. or go to the CETA website, and the CETA web- website will actually give you, uh, you know, other things that are, are accredited towards them, like the CETAs and the ECETAs and all of those things. Mm-hmm. You can find them there. There's an organization by the name of Harambe as well, which is very popular for youth um, employment yes. and opportunities and learning programs. You have organizations such as SISEC and Sustainability Institute, which is very high on learning and development and also absorbing learners into their system to actually upskill them. So those are some of the few that I can think of on top of mind at the moment. Absolutely. Boniwe, thank you so much as we continue our conversation this side. Hopefully you'll still be listening to the show, but of course asking you maybe that interesting or crazy thing that made you uh, feel maybe out of place in the intern program that you were in, or maybe that just built the person that you are now in the position that you have. I mean, we've got a Lindis Rami here, Rose Royce of of radio doing her thing of course going through an internship that uh, was grueling I'm not, I'm not sure but it made her the person that she is right now I think more than anything absolutely grueling yeah. and I wouldn't exchange it for anything else and if you have anything that you'd like to share with us as well do 060 is 3 but we've also got a sing-along coming through and this is what it is today